Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 11th, 2016. Happy Veterans Day to everyone. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. We have a good Friday show for you today as I will preview tonight's matchup against the Utah Jazz as well as Sunday's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, we've got a special guest spot, uh, a clip from uh, the latest Dunked On Basketball podcast, a great podcast if you don't listen to that. You can find that on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I'll provide a link on the Facebook page. Be sure to like us there as well. Uh, and... Uh, Great, great podcast there, uh, talking a little bit about uh, the Magic and where they're at right now and uh, whether uh, we should panic. Uh, I'll have a quick reaction to that after after I air the segment, as well as uh, you know, kind of give the reason why there might be some panic, and that is the uh, very, very troubling defense the Magic have played so far this year. Before we get into it, though, uh, just to close the week, I do want to remind everyone that you can contact, interact with the show over on Twitter, at LockedOnMagic. I post links to things that, that I, I'm discussing in the podcast, as well as, of course, the podcast link. Uh, if that's not your cup of tea, you can also get all that information on Facebook, so be sure to like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. And, of course, you can download the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those great places as well. And of course, be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. I uh, just listened to Locked On NBA with uh, with uh, our, our, I guess, godfather of the Locked On Network, uh, David Locke. Uh, had a great interview with uh, an anonymous coach in the NBA just called The Coach. Uh, and he talks about a lot of the teams in the league, including one of his big surprises of the early season, and that is the one and only Aaron Gordon. Uh, certainly one of the bright spots, uh, one of the few bright spots on defense uh, for the Orlando Magic so far this year. So be sure to give that a listen to. Really interesting conversation, some good information coming from uh, an actual coach in the NBA or around the NBA, someone who who has that kind of inside uh, inside uh, knowledge, insider knowledge of the of the league. But let's get into it. Uh, it's a Friday show, so we got weekend games to get ready for. Uh, the Orlando Magic kind of in a bad spot right now. They got blown out twice this week. Uh, seems like every other week they're going to be good. So, you know, this week's the bad week. Next week's the good week. So, you know, you got you got that to look forward to, perhaps. Uh, I don't know if it starts on Sunday or not. That, that'll be... That'll be the interesting test up in Oklahoma City. But in any case, the Magic played the Utah Jazz over at the Amway Center on Friday. S- certainly another opportunity to right the ship, but a very difficult one at that. Utah is a team that pretty much everyone thinks will make the playoffs this year. Um, I've gotten a chance to watch them. I watched their game on Wednesday against the Charlotte Hornets on replay uh, earlier today. And, uh, you know, they, they're they the Utah Jazz. They, they've they got some good players. They obviously have to kind of share the ball. They're, they're very similar to the Magic in that way, um, except for one big difference, and that's Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward doesn't quite fit the mold of an all-star, and, and maybe that's probably the wrong way to say it, but... Uh, most people around the league probably wouldn't consider him an all-star, but he's probably the one player that's that's knocking on the door more than anybody anybody else. Um, and and he's played like an all-star since coming back from a fractured finger 
earlier this season. He scored 29 points against the Hornets in the loss. He scored 28 and against the Knicks in his first game of the season on Sunday. Uh, he's been a scoring machine, and, and he can score, and score pretty effectively too. Where Utah gets into trouble is generating that offense is not always going to be easy for them. They've got Rudy Gobert, who's you know kind of like a Bismack Biombo plus in, in a lot of ways, and that's maybe being unfair to Gobert because Gobert is a really good rim protector. Um, they 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 can have trouble generating some points. George Hill has been a revelation for them as well, stepping up his scoring. But again, these aren't your traditional high scoring guys. Where Utah makes their name, and and I, I really view Utah and Orlando as as teams trying to do very similar things. They want to to play good defense and have that defense lead in the offense, share the ball on offense, you know, play pay, play pace, you know, get out in transition when you can. Uh, I love the way Quinn Snyder describes pace. It's not the possessions per game. That's usually what we call pace. But the way Quinn Snyder usually describes pace is the, the speed and intensity in which you cut and move on offense. You know, when you're playing fast on offense... Uh, even if you take up a lot of the shot clock, you're going. You're more likely to get a good shot and stress the defense into making a mistake and revealing a hole to, to score. Uh, I, I really love that conception of pace, uh, and, and that's. And I first heard it from Quinn Snyder. I'm sure it, it came from from someone. It's probably a Coach K thing, actually. Now that I think about it, but. Uh, the way the Jazz play, it, it takes a lot of movement, takes a lot of trust, very similar to the way the Magic want to play on the offensive end. As, as Frank Vogel always says, the Magic need to trust the pass a little bit more. So they go into little little uh, dips of scoring, uh, but they have that backstop in the defense. And Utah's defense hasn't become quite elite yet. It, it's been elite, especially with Gobert and Derek Favors healthy. And Derek Favors is also working his way back from an injury. I believe he's starting now, though. Um, it, it, when... when you know, they, they're still getting their defense all together. They've got some new pieces, too, and it hasn't quite hit peak form yet. Uh, but their defense has been solid, not great. And, of course, Wednesday they played Charlotte, who's playing fantastic. Charlotte was able to break them down, get some three-pointers, make a little bit of a comeback, and pull out that win at home. Uh, so Utah, no shame in losing to Charlotte. Charlotte's a good team. I don't think anyone expected them to get, off to, to get out of the gate this well. Uh, but certainly, I had Charlotte pegged as a sure playoff team. I, I I didn't like what they did this summer. I didn't dislike what they did this summer. They at least stayed the same, and that was a pretty solid playoff team at that, and they continue to look that way. So no shame in losing that game for Utah, uh, but Utah's going to come into the Magic game, come into Orlando, probably a little bit fo- more focused, a little more fired up, and a little bit more together, and that's going to make the task for the Magic that much harder. Um the one thing Orlando can't do here is get run out of the gym. They've got to play with effort. They got to play with intensity. They got to find something to build on um, for the next week. Um, you know, they can't. You fall. You fall down big again, and panic is going to set in pretty quick here because that'll be another big deficit the Magic are facing, and a second straight one at home in a year where there is a lot of expectation on this team. So, I, there's no such thing as a must-win game this early in the season. You know. Whatever you want to call that Philadelphia game, I, I guess that's a must-win game. But um, there's no such thing as a must-win game this early in the season. But there is, there are important games and important moments, and, and this is an important one for the Magic, where they've really got to test their metal and figure out who they are and what they're trying to do. And, and it could come in a loss. They got to figure some things out, but they got to look like they're moving in the right direction again. And, and it looked like that way during the three-game win streak. They they kind of let loose of the rope against Chicago and then let loose of the rope again against Minnesota. they got to kind of center themselves and get back to playing the way that that we want them to play. 
Real briefly, the focus tonight is going to be on the Jazz, uh, but Magic play the Thunder on Sunday. Uh, everyone knows what that is. It's the reunion with Victor Oladipo as well as Serge Ibaka's first game back in Oklahoma City. Uh, I've watched Oklahoma City a little bit. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is killer. Uh, they've got good rebounders in Enos Cantor and, Sir, and uh, Steven Adams, so you got to be careful about that. But, you know, frankly, really the key to this team is Victor Oladipo. Uh, if he's able to make his shots, if he's able to, you know, get to his spots and score, they're a really tough team to beat. Like, that that backcourt can be very, very tough to beat with the their ability to score and just put so much pressure on the defense with their driving ability. Um, but... Oladipo's been wildly inconsistent with a shot. He's still seemingly calming down a little bit and finding his fit and comfort uh, in his new role. Uh, but it's been a big struggle for him. Uh, Oklahoma City's offense actually has been really inefficient. They're one of the least efficient offenses in the league. But what's different about them compared to, say, the Magic's inefficiency is their defense is really good. So that'll be something to watch as well. Um, like I, I look at that Oklahoma City team. And it really comes down to Victor Oladipo to me. If he's giving you something on offense, they're they're as good a team as anybody else. If he's struggling to make shots especially, that team will have its struggles this year and, and their bench is a little bit weaker than it was before. So, you know, Russell Russell's going to win games on, on his sheer will alone. But, uh, but Oladipo is what could be the difference between them being a nice playoff team or... A potentially dangerous one. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that develops, and of course we'll see them on Sunday over at Chesapeake Energy Arena. All right, the Magic right now on a two-game losing streak, sitting at three and five. It's eight games into the season. You don't want to go too crazy, uh, but Frank Vogel's already suggested a lineup change, and you know I think uh, uh, our, our writer on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, Spencer Henderson, at least made a compelling case that that something needs to change, uh, whether it's his lineup idea that needs to change, inserting Mario Azzoni and Jeff Green into the lineup for Alfred Payton and uh, uh, Nikola Vucevic. Whether it's that idea, I'm not so sure. I I think you need a true point guard, and I think Alfred Payton is still that best option, especially when he's playing engaged and aggressive. Um, And, you know, I I think Vucevic has done everything we've asked him to, but I, I do think you have to at least consider making sure Bismack Biyombo gets there. I don't know if you go completely small. If you abandon this Aaron Gordon at the three lineup, um, I think you have problems. And, and even that lineup, if you add Jeff Green with Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier and Alfred Payton, there's still not a lot of shooting. It doesn't solve the shooting issue and probably exposes you defensively with the way Ibaka has been playing defense this year. So definitely some problems, but an interesting idea. You might you might as well go for broke. Um, so uh, at a certain point, I don't think we're at that point yet. They're three and five. We're eight games in the season. There are problems, yes, but there have been some good signs. They just haven't lasted long enough. Uh, we, you got to see some improvement, and you got to see some improvement soon. But the Magic aren't out of anything by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the, the stats are worrisome, but not not uh, so bad that they can't recover. Or you know, you see some signs that that the defense can get things churning. But you got to look really hard right now, especially in those last two games. So with that in mind, of course, it is. Eight games in the season. It's almost Thanksgiving. It's it's you know time to start wondering. Okay, what do the Magic really have here? And that's exactly what they did on the Dunked on Basketball podcast. Uh, be sure to check out that podcast as well. It's a fantastic podcast, and they're ha- they're happy to share a clip with us talking about the Orlando Magic and uh, some of their early season struggles. The Orlando Magic again, only three and four, so not in that big of a hole. But to me, they seem like they're in trouble. 
my greatest concern is that there was this theory of the team that I agreed with. That was it was talked about when I did the Real Jam Radio Southeast Division preview with Prada, Mike Prada and Adi Joseph about the idea that, hey, this team has a lot of defensive talent. They could really put it together on that end and their offense is probably still going to be bad, but at least they could, you know, let's say they can be a top 10 defense and then be a top 20 let's call it offense that would be enough to you know to win some games team teams in that kind of mold have done well in the recent past early on and they have dealt with some inconsistency and some some injury even though they haven't played great opponents overall they've had some tough ones their defense has not been up to snuff yeah it hasn't and while they are three and four they got destroyed at home by miami they got destroyed on the road by detroit they got back into the game in in cleveland at the very end but they're getting killed for most of that game probably should have lost in philly won at home against sacramento beat the john wallace wizards at home by two and then lost by 32 in chicago and they've had teams putting up like a buck eight a buck 12 on them and this is a team as you mentioned that's going to have to win with defense they do not have the scoring or the spacing or the ability to get to the foul line where they can score with teams and so if this isn't going to be a top 10 defense this is going to be a bad team and they are far far beyond that right now where are they at right now in defense they are 25 and that's actually better that's better than they are on offense because i think they're 29th in offense yeah and it's not like they've played some murderer's row of offenses they've actually played many of the worst offenses in the league other than the Cavs, and they didn't stop the Cavs either so they're really you would hope that they would be better than this based on on this schedule and they have a relatively tough schedule coming up they've got wolves and jazz at home i mean that's going to be a huge one for the wolves too that's tonight and then on the road at the thunder and pacers i mean they should be able to get healthy potentially if they're actually going to be any good because then they've got home games against the pels and the mavs away at the bucks home against the suns wizards again bucks again so they actually don't have that bad of a starting schedule but if they're not over 500 after that stretch i mean this is a team again that has a lot of pressure to make the playoffs even worth thinking about them as a high 30s win team and especially if the defense doesn't improve i'm going to be really concerned and, and also just their young guys don't really look that great either which we'll talk a little bit more so i'm going to put it at about a six just because i think they can get better on defense i hope that vogel is going to figure it out they'll find a way to work biombo in a, a little bit better he's really been terrible on offense which is something actually that's a concern because he's good on good offenses where he's got some space to work and he could actually maybe get up for some alley or work on the offensive glass but when he's playing on teams with terrible spacing then he's just not going to be able to do anything there's too many people around him that are going to bother him and strip the ball from him and he's not going to be able to go up Uh, so it is a concern that that fit might be a really poor one um that's about it for them yeah so i'd say you know six seven six and a half something like that i'm at a five with them because there are alignments you're so reasoned here that we have their alignments that we haven't seen aaron gordon should be a four maybe frank vogel sees the light and at least uses him as a second unit power forward and biombo i mean what i would be doing is considering biombo starting you know their offense is going to suck either way so just have a better have a better defense get some stability on that end and then get transition points you know kind of that idea it's in a way it's similar i I don't think they're going to do any any of those things with the player usage I agree. I would totally start Bianco. I'd bring Vucevic off the bench, but Vucevic is one of the only people on this team who can score. That's he's going to be upset that uh, he's not starting. You could really upset the locker room there. It might have to end up trading him. He, he definitely is a very prideful player and 
Vogel likes to play with two bigs. The organization made this big commitment to him working through and, and playing the three. So if such changes are to occur, I wouldn't see them as remotely imminent at this point. They, they certainly aren't imminent. But for me, when you get into the big concerns this early in the years, when I don't think there's a chance it can get better. And with a team like the Magic, it could. It's just less likely so you know i i I do i do see a pathway for them and also i think they played below their talent level and so that makes me feel more comfortable like the worst is when the team is playing well and they're still bad and i think they're just playing poorly another concern for them it's not like opponents are shooting really hot on threes either the opponents are shooting 32 percent on threes so i don't see much in the way of like structural things and while the magic are shooting terribly on threes themselves 30.4 percent big surprise they aren't good at shooting threes so i don't expect that to get much better if uh, in fact uh, it even does improve and i guess it will a little bit but not much so i don't see much hope for them in kind of the more luck-based stats either i think they've been exactly you know they've probably actually been lucky to be three and four given where they're at in terms of point difference my thanks to the great guy the great guys over at the dunked on basketball podcast that's nate duncan and danny LaRue on that podcast. LaRue was the one that, that put the panic level at a five. Very, very reasoned guy. Uh, but uh, overall, uh, this good analysis on, on the team. Uh, obviously, they recorded that before Wednesday's game against Minnesota. So, you know, maybe maybe that five becomes a six. Uh, but a, a good look at this team and, and where they're at. They're, obviously, they're still coming together. Uh, they're still figuring some things out. They've got some positions. Uh, I actually agree uh, with Nate that, that they need to kind of explore some of the switchiness of, of their guys and... and you know, I, I'm still trying to. I'm still going to write this column pretty soon. But um, in, in response to what Spencer wrote about the about the the, the lineup change or the potential lineup change, uh, I do think the Magic should very seriously try and find a way to get Bismack Biyombo into the starting lineup. Uh, that frankly may not come until the trade market opens up and they can uh, kind of placate placate ego 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 for one of these guys. Uh, it's obviously a uh, uh, going to be a tricky situation to manage those those three bigs, but they knew that entering the season, just like they knew entering the season that the offense was going to be bad and they needed to be a top 10 defense. Uh, we, we said that all summer long, all offseason long, and that hasn't come to pass. And while I, I do agree that there are signs that it can get better, they've got the talent to make it better, they haven't quite gotten there yet. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And, you know, we talk about this defense, and we talk about... Uh, uh, the, this magic team, and it's always, always about the defense. And there have been good signs. Uh, like, like they said on Dunked On, yeah, the Magic were probably a little lucky to win the Philadelphia game, probably um, a little lucky to win the Washington game, even. And, and the Sacramento game, uh, you know, they, 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 that was the only game they've really played from ahead this entire season so far. But what is really concerning is. Defense was supposed to be this team's identity. Interior defense was supposed to be this team's identity. And none of that has happened. The Magic are one of the worst teams in the league defending shots within five feet of the basket. And there's a number of reasons for that. Some of it is their perimeter guys are getting beat um, off the dribble. And 
It's stretching the, the help defense inside too thin. No one's helping the helper. So that weak side rebounder is, is open, and, and that leaves him vulnerable. Uh, certainly, we've had this sense that Serge Ibaka just seems a step slow. He's not stepping in for help side for weak side rotations very well. He's not doing the things that you expected Serge Ibaka, you know, power forward unicorn to be able to do. But the defense itself, just overall, has not been good. They are giving up 109 points per 100 possessions. They're 29th in the league. And yes, there's the talent for them to be better. Aaron Gordon has been a good defender one-on-one. Nikola Vucevic has improved defending shots at the rim. And, you know, frankly, I feel very comfortable with his his defense for the most part. I mean, he could be a little bit more physical, but so could everyone else. Bismack Biombo, when he comes in, is a lightning ball of energy and blocks shots and gets the team a little juiced up. We know what Serge Ibaka should be able to do. We know what Alfred Payton should be able to do. We know what Evan Fournier should be able to do. Right now, it's just a matter of they're not doing it. And why they're not doing it is one of the big questions that I think Frank Vogel is is trying to answer. There is something to this fact that the Magic don't quite know each other yet, that they're still building chemistry. Missing Serge Ibaka, Aaron Gordon, and Alfred Payton for that first week and a half of training camp was killer. And I think it's it's having effects that, that we really can't see. But at the same time, they are not showing progress. They're not taking steps forward. The moments that they're good defensively are still way too small for a team that's in November. Like they said on Dunked On, and it's something that, that we addressed during the offseason, especially when the schedule first came out, was that the Magic had to get off to a fast start. They had to win November and December because their January and February are tough. They needed to bank wins up now. And there's still an opportunity to do that next week on New Orleans, Dallas, Phoenix coming into town. Uh, you know, Indiana's had some offensive struggles or some defensive struggles so far this year as well. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City also struggles to score, uh, but you know they're still a dangerous team. There, there's still wins to be had, and and this team's gutted out some wins. I mean, say what you want about the quality of the opponent, but like they said on Dunked On, the Magic haven't played a good game yet. Sacramento was the closest thing they've played to a good game, and you know they they were down in the first half and had to had to fight to get back into that one and and take control. So we don't really know what a what a good Magic team looks like. And if it doesn't come, that, that's obviously a huge problem. But this team hasn't played out of its mind. It, it hasn't played really inspired basketball yet. It, it hasn't they haven't looked together quite yet. And so we're left wondering what this team really is. We know its potential. We know what it should be able to do. And again, they just they just haven't done it. So how do they begin to fix things? And and that's been, I think, one of the big questions. Uh, Aaron Gordon said at practice today, it's it's a change of mindset. I believe that's actually uh, Serge Ibaka who said that. One of the, Serge Ibaka, I mean, variations of the same thing, though, of course. That it, it's just a mindset. You've got to want to play good defense. You've got to want to get in it. And, you know, Ibaka, to his credit, has, has told the media, said publicly, I'm not playing the way I want to be playing on that end. Uh, Evan Fournier said... Zach Levine kicked my ass on Wednesday. Sorry for the language, but that's a quote. Um, 
they they're they're saying the right things. They're they're saying we're that we're 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 doing what we need to be doing. We're trying to to do the right things. And again, it's just about taking words and making them into action. Actually going out and doing them. Taking responsibility for your man. That's been a big thing for this Magic team getting beat off the dribble in the on the perimeter. Like they said on on Dunk Down, the Magic have done a good job defending the three point line, save for Wednesday's game against Minnesota. They've struggled inside the paint. But there's still hope. It's still very early in the season. We're eight games in. There's still an opportunity for things to come together. Vooch's defense defense has been encouraging. Aaron Gordon's defense has been encouraging. There have been moments where Serge Ibaka looks like Serge Ibaka. These moments are just very small right now. And the concern is, with so much pressure riding on this season, and, and you know... There is a lot of pressure. I mean, I've had people say, why is this team talking playoffs still? I mean, they're three and five. They're not out of the playoff race at all. They're still right there. When they figure things out, when they when they get a good rhythm defensively, and, and I, I asked that, is there a rhythm defensively? And, and you know, Ibaka said, yeah, there there is. It's 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 about trust. It's about knowing the guy behind you is going to do his job so you can do yours and help Help someone else when, when they can't. And that trust takes time to develop, and, and it seems like a broken record, but the Magic are still developing that trust. What's what's discouraging about the way the Magic are playing is they let plays, they let bad plays pile up on each other. The good defensive teams know they're going to get beat occasionally by good offense. This is the NBA. But the good defensive teams know that the possession that happened last time doesn't matter. If you force him to take that shot again, he's going to miss. Or he's more likely to miss. Because you have a hand in his face and you did the right thing. Right now, the Magic just aren't doing that enough. They miss a lot of shots on one end, on the offense. They get down on themselves. They don't get back. They don't play hard on defense. They don't let their defense generate their offense. That's the key. That's the whole key. That's the whole key to this season. And it seems like that's the one message that's toughest to get through to this team right now. It's it's going to be a long journey back up to the top, and 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 they've got a lot of work to clean up on defense. But there are moments that are good thing that are good, and Frank Vogel has said that there are moments that are good. The guys are doing their coverages correctly. There are. Just not finishing the possession with a rebound, perhaps, with a box out. They're not, you know, they have momentary lapses. And sometimes those momentary lapses last far longer than they than they should. The reaction time is late for whatever reason. The the positioning isn't great. Guys get down on themselves as as things get worse. This is a team that has to learn to fight and fight for each other still. Very basic things that are that are immeasurable. But there are some major concerns on defense, and this team's going to struggle until they figure that out. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. Uh, I want to thank uh, Dunked On Basketball Podcast as well for uh, allowing us to to play that episode, that part of that episode. Be sure to check out the Dunked On Basketball Podcast. It is one of my favorite basketball podcasts. I do listen to it very often. Uh, Nate Duncan, Danny LaRue do a fantastic job on that show, so be sure 
to check that out. Put it on your iTunes subscription list. As well as with Locked On Magic, of course, you can subscribe to our podcast on Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and iTunes. Please leave us a five-star iTunes review. We do appreciate the ratings. It does help us climb uh, those ratings. So when you search Orlando Magic on, on iTunes, people can find us and see how great uh, the Locked On Magic podcast is and, and uh, discussions that we have about the Orlando Magic. Um, there, there are so few of those those podcasts out there, so we, we do want to make sure that, that people can find us uh, on the interwebs. Uh, be, uh, tell your friends as well. Word of mouth works too. It's not just an internet world out there. Uh, be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, of course. Uh, the Jazz are in town on Friday to take on the Orlando Magic. Then they'll head to Oklahoma City on Sunday to take on the Thunder back-to-back with the Pacers on Monday. We'll have a complete recap of the weekend games as well as a preview of Monday's game on the show on Monday, as well as hopefully some some other goodies to talk about as well. Hoping to line up a guest for a full Orlando Magic Daily podcast for next week as well. For every for Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. Have a great weekend. Have a very happy Veterans Day. We'll see you all on Monday. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17